Welcome to Culture Talks, where we focus on developing people, business, and community through culture. Hello, guys, and welcome to Culture Talks. It's actually episode 23, and today is a very special one for us because we're joined with the one and only Mr. Michael McAdams from Movie House Cinemas. Um, anyone that knows anything about us will know we have such a deep-rooted relationship. Most of our experience came uh, from our careers with Movie House. Um, and it's actually quite special to get Michael on here because he, he doesn't necessarily do a lot of video or interviews. And we don't want this to be an interview. We want this to very much be, uh, hello, how are you? And here's some insights into how our business is going. But um, look, I'm not going to do you justice, Michael. Do you want to give everyone a, a little bit of an idea uh, as to who you are, what Movie House is, and, and some insights? Right. Well, um, hello, everybody. My name is Michael McAdam. I'm the owner of Movie House Cinemas. Um, I have the title of Managing Director. Um, I've been, Movie House has just turned 30 years old. And it's the 20th of September 1990. It's hard to believe it's like 30 years ago. And we started off with the Movie House in Glen Gormley, which at that stage was the first five screen to open in the country and people asked me why I wanted to open the five screen when everybody else had four and I said because there's one more it gives me one more choice of films <laughs> that nobody else has it's as simple as that um, and then we discovered we weren't using a little part of the foyer so having been over in London promoting mo- the opening of Movie House I'd gone to the Odeon Leicester Square and they had the mezzanine screens where I, I watched Pretty Woman in fact I remember it well last summer's day and counted like 36 seats. And I thought, well, do you have 36 seats in a cinema in London? I can do the same in Glen Gormley. And our little foyer then became um, 42 seats or thereabouts. And um, so anyway, that was that was movie house uh, in Glen Gormley. That moved on to Yorkgate, um, which you know, which um, is now called Cityside. It's quite confusing because I have to write movie house, Yorkgate, Cityside. And uh, it gets very, very confusing. Um, from there, we opened a little cinema in the country town of Mahara. And that was great. And a few years later, I negotiated to buy what it was the, the UGC cinema on Dublin Road in Belfast. Um, it was a really nice site, just sadly closed recently, uh, as you will probably be aware. And then I purchased the Jet Centre uh, uh, Entertainment Complex in Coleraine. Now, at that stage, Coleraine, there was nothing in it. I mean, it was completely wiped out. And uh, we opened up with our, our cinema, six screens to begin with. It's now eight. And then we opened up our 10-pin bowling, children's adventure play. We've now got mini golf in addition to that, planning for gold and other activity for outside. And overall, it's a really, it's a really um, great development and has, has worked particularly well for us, particularly at the times that we're now in because with, um, with COVID-19 heading uh, film distribution where the large distributors are uh, frightened to let their films go out because they're not sure that the audience is going to go into commercial cinemas to watch them. Having uh, another string to our bow uh, with the Jet Centre, with the Children's Play and the Amusement Arcade and the Tempt and Bowling means that you know all our eggs aren't on the one basket. And that's been one thing that I've been trying to do in Yorkshire for some time. In fact, we have a 10-pin bowling alley planned. I mean, I've had a draw. I mean, the money I have spent on architects' fees on complete projects. Um, we, we, we've got two full schemes ready to go um, once once we get into better times. Mm-hmm. 
I just always felt that having my eggs in one basket, being cinema only, um, was always going to be potentially a problem. I didn't realize it was going to be the COVID-19 problem that we're seeing now. Um, but the fact, you know, I mean, I think in any business, if, if you're only concentrating on, on one marketplace, like for instance, if you're a manufacturer of yogurt and you're only making yogurt for Marks and Spencers and Marks and Spencers decide they don't want your yogurt, where do you go? Mm-hmm. You know, you all your eggs in one basket. So it's actually quite good. And it's something that I've been, I've been working on for quite some time is to look for interests outside of the main company, just so that given the situation we find ourselves in now, that you have another means to make the wage packet up and, and to pay your bills off. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, like obviously, I mean, 30 years is, is a long time. We've been, we've been a core impact full time now for a year. And we know what the, the struggles and difficulties of, of that have been. So you doing it 30 years is outstanding. And obviously we've been fortunate enough to be a part of that journey for a big part of it. But one of the things, one of the things I just want to say to you is what, what you feed are the keys to success. And you've, you've already sort of talked about it for a amount of that, how the company's diversified and stuff like that. But what else would you say have been key to be getting 30 years so far? Do you know what? I think you have to be a dreamer. I think that you have to be... Um, the person who stands out among the crowd and be ready to be laughed at. Um, and, and, and that's quite hard in the early days. If you think back to maybe even when you're at school, when, when bits and pieces would have happened. I mean, I worked in ultra television um, for 11 years. I worked in studios. Um, I, was, I was probably the youngest, I think I was the youngest vision mixer in ITV at one stage. And, um, and I had to put up program ideas um, up the stairs and quite a few of them were made. But you always had, you felt that people were laughing behind your back uh, and poking fun at you. And, and that was an issue until I started Movie House because even though people laughed um, or I felt that people were laughing, I had the confidence to go ahead with it. I've always discovered, you know, one of my great safety features in life is, is you see if you laugh at yourself, it's not funny when somebody else does it. Yeah. You know, they actually look stupid, in fact. So if you laugh at yourself, make fun of yourself, of your strengths, of your weaknesses. And you have to be a bit of a dreamer. You have to think out the other side of things and not be prepared to get it wrong. I mean, the number of times that we have got things wrong, but the important thing is the one thing we get right each time is the one thing that is incredibly powerful for us. Yeah. yeah. That's very, very poignant. The, the, what I was going to say, Sean, you want to add something? Yeah. I was just going to say, just in terms of uh, Movie House, because like you mentioned 30 years have just gone past, and for us, having been employees of yours for such a long period of time, and um, only ever known it. Like, I mean, I don't turn 30 until December. <laughs> so I, I grew yeah, up. That, I mean, that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make me feel older than anything. <laughs> like, you know, um... Sorry, we're meant to make it feel, feel good here. But I suppose, but I suppose the thing I'm trying to say is, I grew up with Movie House. It's a brand that I knew. I remember the adverts on TV every day. And um, I just remember only ever knowing it and going to it as a child. The first memory I have of cinema is Yorkie. And we still call it Yorkie, even though every I think everyone struggles with City Side in York, by the way. But, um, you know, for the people who are in the organization, in my mind, very young, I always knew I wanted to work in cinema. I always knew I wanted to work for Movie House because it was my local cinema. Yeah. And then moving into the transition of actually working for you since I was 16 and then very early on realizing actually I want to grow up through this organization and, and learn about leadership and management and 
and for anyone who works in movie house it really is a family it is a very much a family run organization yeah more or less a powerhouse of, of northern ireland for uh, as far as a brand goes because everyone knows it and there isn't anyone even in the business in sean are doing that you, you haven't been able to provide an example to somebody of the experience you have based off that brand but do, do, do you believe there's any one rule that you've had or do you think do you know what the reason is for people because and when we were working for you every other manager was there long long term at least 10 15, 15 years of service 20 years of service and in, in yeah, yeah. well well i i get like the one thing i will say is like i pay very smart people to look after me mm-hmm. and you know i i am not an accountant but i pay a very good one i'm not an architect i pay a very good one as well yeah. and what you have is you, you, you bring together, I am incredibly loyal to all the teams of people who've been working with me from our management team to all the contractors that I use. And I feel that, you know, it's always part of the team because I don't have those skills and you don't have to have those skills. They're skills that you buy. Mm-hmm. And then you buy loyalty from people because you keep going back to them, understanding that people have bills to pay and they have to make money. Mm-hmm. But but having the confidence that you can say, I want this done, knowing that they will take it for a profit because when they've got the job they're doing now, they're looking for the next one as well. Mm-hmm. So building a team of people around you and, and being brave enough to let them bring decisions to the table. I mean, at the moment, our young team in, in Yorkie have been feeling the frustration of limited customers coming in and they've been coming up with a whole list of films that they think would take money. And we've been playing them. And it's been great for me from a film uh, booking perspective where I've got people coming from left field with things. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? Things I would never have played. Um, and some do incredibly well. And some, like the regular films I book, don't do particularly well at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... And this is the problem that all small businesses have. It's being brave enough to let other people within your organization take the lead, to let them to let them lead, in fact, to let them you know, be brave enough to make decisions. I don't have to be there making all the decisions. And when it goes great, isn't that wonderful? And when it goes wrong, well, that's what we learn from that experience and try and, and, try and move on. I mean, there's, there's no, I, like, I've just been very, very lucky the whole way along, but I have had a, a key lot of people. I mean, I would never go to the bank to negotiate alone, would never. I would never go on my own or think I was big enough to sit down and negotiate a new lease or a new contract or a new opportunity. I don't have those skills. All I am is the ideas guy. I, I get to have the best fun of everything. I get to dream about what is perhaps possible, about what I'd like to see done, to sit with the architect, to come up with the design, to go to the trade shows to talk to the suppliers to listen to other people about there and, and trade shows are, are, are very important you know i mean i'll give you an example we bought a 35 millimeter projector color it was made by a company called Ernemann in germany now they would have been uh bmw or kenaton would have been, would have been mercedes you know both really really good makes and i remember i turned up at trade shows in hong kong and in singapore and then back again in europe and I remember the salesman, a lovely guy, uh, Mr. Rasmus, saying to me, I think it was in Singapore, he says, look, you got to be for real. He says, you turn up at all of these things. And he says, look, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a complete projector, a complete 35 mil projector, sale of return. 
plug it in for six weeks. You don't want it, ship it back. I bought thirty. I bought thirty-four units of them, thirty-four units, and it was only by going there and I took the middleman out of everything. I went straight to the manufacturer, and I did the deal. And I do that. It's the same with the people who do our shop units for us. Um, it's a company called Martac. I'm personal friends with the guy who owns it. We meet up in all the trade shows. We have the best of fun when we're there. But business is business. He, he comes up with a superb product. I come up with the money to pay for that. But I have the skills that his company have gained from supplying um, concession units right across the world. So you see, it's not all about me and one individual. It's being big enough and brave enough to see all the other people, to use their skill and experience, to nurture it and, and to nurture it and, and to take the best of it for me. Love it. Yeah, and obviously, Mike, we, we've, we've seen that um, most of, well, a lot of that um, at first hand and the amount of trust that you do put in people and even even like suppliers and things like that, you know what? I've seen that the suppliers have been there forever, you know, <laughs> all the suppliers that you're using. And sometimes you're even paying them a bit more than you can get it elsewhere, but you're loyal yeah. to people. Well, uh, yes, I am loyal. I've had a gentleman and uh, a company from Northern Ireland here trying to trying to bulk sell us. And he's a lovely guy. I mean, he really is. He's incredibly successful, but I will not give him one inch because <laughs> I have been dealing with Courtney Nelson here in Belfast, yeah. with Golden Popcorn in Northern Ireland, other people, whatever else. And I know he can undercut them. I know he can. But here's the thing. When it's a Thursday night and I've run out of popcorn or whatever, and, and it's probably Christmas Eve, because you only run out of things. Things only break at the weekends when you're yeah. busy and when you're about to go on holiday. You know, I can make phone calls. <laughs> I, can, I can make phone calls and people will pull me out of a hole. Sometimes you got to pay a wee bit extra. It's not always about getting it for as cheap as you can, because if you screw your supplier into the ground, he doesn't want your business anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to make a bit of money. They have to make a bit of money. And while you don't want to feel you're getting ripped off, the fact is people have to have a fair profit. You know, Gilbert Crawford, who was the, the, the owner of uh, a big supermarket up in the, the town of Mahara, where we have a cinema, said to me one time, he says, you know, always leave enough in the deal for the next man. Don't try to milk it into the ground. Don't try to take every penny out of it. Take a profit, take a fair profit, move it on. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do, if you're selling the product, once again, take a fair profit and then move it on. You know, I mean, I have to laugh. I've always called myself the only Jewish Presbyterian here in Belfast. <laughs> you know, the Jewish, the Jewish philosophy has always been it's a turnover that matters. And I've always went on that basis because, you know, I would rather have 100 people at five points admission and have 20 people at 10 points of admission. It's it's people coming through the doors. It's the experience you're giving people. And you know what? The electricity is the same price. And the rent, electric, gas, all the staffing, they're all the same price, no matter how many people go in. So why not fill the place and make it a great experience, but make it at a price that people are happy to pay? Yeah. 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 I think like all this, I mean, all the stuff that you, you're saying now, we've we've heard you saying, and I've I've taken a lot from a lot of different conversations that we've we've had with you in, in business and things like that, and we're we're learning from that. Um, so everything you're saying, we can vouch for it. I just want to go back to one of one of the points um, JP was saying about um, the long-term team members, basically, and there are, of course management teams been there for um, a long time, but, but obviously there's there's progress, and most of it comes internally as well, which is amazing. But one of the things I kind of wanted to, to point to is the empowerment side of things because 
as part of Core Impact, what we focus on, our, our tagline is engage, enable, empower. And so that empowerment piece is kind of that, that final part. And I always remember when I worked in Yorkgate, um, one of the times I came to you with a, a complaint that had come through, um, and they were few and far between, but it was a guy that just wanted to push it and push it further. So we, of course, he wanted to speak to you. And at that point, you had said, I'm not the manager. I don't do management. You do that kind of thing. And see, even, see them small um, conversations. They're what, they're what make people think. Um, they're valued in an organization. And when we went across the Odyssey poll, um, we, we tried new things. We took that from your philosophy of business. We tried new things. And I remember you saying at one point, um, I wrote about this actually recently. I remember you saying at one point, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. And, and basically, yeah. if, you feel, if you feel I don't want to know, <laughs> but let me know how it goes and it's successful. And I think them, them things in an organization are really, really important. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. It's, you know, and this is a difficulty that small businesses have is, is simply not letting go. And, and the problem is if you don't empower other people, now they're not always going to get it right. But I mean, that's part of the learning experience as well. So mm-hmm. long as you're not going out to, to damage your company, if people get something wrong, guess what? They got it wrong. If an apology has to be made, then an apology is given. You know, but you cannot build your business and, and have a team of people, I mean, with the four complexes that we have, I cannot run that. One person can't be there to answer every single, every single query. You know, I mean, you know, don't tell them, bring me the problem. Tell me about the problem. Tell me how you dealt with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I would say, like, honestly, I'm not trying to be smart about it. I don't think I'm particularly good at all these things either. But I, am, I trust people to get on with it and to do their very, very best. They're not going to damage the company because they want to. If, if, if an error is made, an error is made. My accountant once said to me, and I talk about my accountant quite often, a lovely man called Peter Griffin. And Peter's advised me right back from day one. And, and, and uh, you know, and I remember one day I was discussing um, something with him and I says, yeah, that was a big mistake. He said, no, it wasn't. I says, it fucking was. I was a disaster. <laughs> and he says, yeah, but today, he said, the day, the day you made the decision, based on the information you had, it was the correct yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. The fact that circumstances changed, that was the problem, but that wasn't within your control. Mm. You know, I'm driving along here today, and um, actually it was yesterday, and I was re- recalling conversations I've been having with people. In fact, it was colleagues out of Ulster Television who have now retired, and um, and I was talking, and they were saying to me, listen, um, when's the cinemas reopening? This is like three weeks ago. Places will be open from July. The numbers of people who don't know that we're open, yeah, and I went in to, to Terry Kelly, who does my PR for me, and I said, Terry, the number of people who don't honestly know we're open, she says, I know. I have so many people who are saying to me, when you're reopening? And I says, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to um, take an advertising campaign on Cool FM, a 10-second ad with me saying, hello, Michael McAdam here, managing director of Movie House Cinemas. Guess what? We're open. <laughs> and that's what I was... <laughs> And that's the ad. That's the ad. I recorded it this morning. Words to that effect. There's a few more words in it. Check out our website. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but I mean, simple things. That's what I get. You know, I, I get to be able to make these decisions. And, you know, we've had to face off. Um, we had to face uh, UGC when we were in Belfast. We had Border Village who were incredibly aggressive against us. You know, really doing underhanded things whenever the Odyssey first opened. You know, coming into our foyer. 
with a banner for um, for Warner Philly Cinemas, standing proudly outside our top shop, taking photographs of it and and putting it in social media. You know, trying to put us down. And I remember, I remember, you know, getting those there, and I contacted the management directors of all those companies, and those boys got a real hammering because nobody does that type of thing. Yeah. Thinking they're smart and thinking, about, you know, you 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 don't do that. You know, and, and we're in times of need now at the moment. And I can tell you, you know, Omniplex um, would be, you know, they're, they're, they're very big in Northern Ireland, big in, in Ireland in, in total. You know, we're in conversations each week. You know, we know we're competitors, yep. but we all know we're, we're fighting the same battles. And so any anything of, 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 of underhandedness is out the window. We're all yeah. trying to survive here at the moment and we're all trying to help and we are helping each other with my ideas. I remember John Paul Anderson the weekend we were opening and he sent me his top 10 films and said, look, there, listen, that's what we've been taking money for us. You know, that's what you get when you're a genuine person. You know, it's not always about making as much money as you can um, in order to try and put the other man out of business. There's not business for everybody. You just have yeah. to think about where your location is, and and I've always said if I if I if I have to go put a man out of business in order to open up a location, I don't want to open that location. Yeah. There's plenty of locations where you don't have to destroy a man's business, yeah. particularly a business that's been going for 20, 30, 40 years. Maybe they're finding it a bit tougher, or whatever. Mm. But to actually go out to destroy somebody's business, mm. why would you want to do that? You know, we're only in this earth for a wee short time. You know what are we trying to do? You know we don't we don't need to do that. You don't need to be that aggressive. It doesn't mean to say you should let people walk all over you. But yeah. on the other hand, you can be firm and you can be honest. And I think you get more respect for being firm, for being firm, and for being honest. And I think when you get people's respect, um, you know, then everything tends to work out for the best. Yeah, I think it's probably where we live, Michael, as well. Having that kind of philosophy is a is a big deal because everybody knows everybody. Um, yeah, it's a small place. <laughs> uh, they'll know all these the, the positive things that, that you do in the conversation. Each week conversation, I think, makes a, a massive difference. Massive difference. I think that's why Movie House is such a respected brand as well. One of the things you were talking about coming in my head is like I'm thinking over thirty years, God knows how many people you've employed over that time that you provided employment for. Yeah. I'm sure they really appreciate it. How does that feel to know that you've given that? It, it's really, it, it actually feels really, really good. I mean, um, I think one of the, one of the, one of the, um, it's not the bad side of it, but, what, but, but, you know, given the fact we are 30 years, it's when you are now employing the children of the children <laughs> you used to employ. <laughs> you know, um, and when I look around within the movie house, the number of, roman- the number of romances um, and the number of couples and marriages that have taken place with people who met Behind the popcorn machine, you know, I mean that that that's that's a lovely. I mean that is, that is a really, <laughs> I mean that, that is a lovely that is a lovely feeling, you know, to know yeah. that you know, I, I mean it's great when we, we bring kids in from sixteen, seventeen, and 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 they're on their journey to their A levels in the university, and and they come at the far side. They've been with us for five, six years at that stage. I mean, it, it's it's really it's really is brilliant, you know. But as I say, you know, we are at the stage now where you know um, people have employed their children are are now working for us, and uh, that feels a wee bit that feels a wee bit odd, you know. But nonetheless, very nice. 
I've had an opportunity. I'm waiting an opportunity for my ones there. They're eight, six, and four. So we only wee while to go. I need to keep up in at least another ten years. <laughs> you, you, you well, that, well, well, that's hope. So that, I mean, certainly, I tell you what, it it is challenging times. It really is, and, yeah. and and I mean, you know, unfortunately, we're in the situation where we rely on a third party for our product. I mean, the way that I could describe to you what's happening to the cinema business at the moment, if you imagine your McDonald's or your Burger King, and there's a problem with hamburgers, you can't sell them. Well, the lights will be on because you can still sell chicken nuggets, but you're not going to sell as many of them. Yeah. And that's a difficulty we have. You know, we've been getting films recently, some very good films, but they're from uh, they're small budget films. They've come in uh, from the UK uh, from a small distributor without any marketing, without any backup. And the problem is cinema doesn't work that way. We need the six or seven big titles in a year because yeah. that keeps us going. And the problem with James Bond film moving on us is the fact that that would have kept us alive right through November and December. And come the Christmas week, first week in January, that would have taken off again. It would have given great strength and it would have brought lots of people into our doors. The problem is that that's now gone. But having said that, there's always a flip side because just yesterday, Sony Entertainment came out with seven titles. They confirmed seven titles brand new films between now and Christmas. So, you know, people are trying um, to keep the industry going. But if that supply dries up, we would have to close because if there's nothing to show, then we we can't keep open. And I'm not in control of that. And that frightens me. Mm. Uh, And that's why I like the other aspect of any other developments that we will do will be that of a family entertainment center so yeah. that we have other resources and other means and other ways in order to keep the lights on. Yeah, and it's, it's poignant to, to point out, you know, that you're in business over 30 years now with Movie House. And uh, and I know you're an entrepreneur. I know there was other things you've done before that. But as, as your main brand, as Movie House, you've been there for 30 years. And for you to say that, obviously... It's worrying if you're if you're dependent on third parties, and let's face it, most organisations, especially SMEs, are dependent on third parties for what they're doing. But um, I suppose if there, if there's anyone watching, because I I appreciate that you're a busy guy, and I, I know we can't have you all day long here, because we could I could listen to you speaking all day, um, and all of us have felt that way. But you know, is there any advice that you would give the SMEs now? And obviously, you've got a philosophy. Integrity plays a massive part in that, and and understanding to be a good neighbor, as you say, with the fact that you you openly have those conversations with Omniplex and many other businesses who are, are cinema chains who are in the the industry. You know, for any SMEs right now in these difficult times, is there any piece of advice you would give them? And I think you've highlighted quite a few of them already. And um, that we get through this time yeah. and sort of think forward. Well, I th- I think be honest with people. And as much as you can, if you can't pay your bills, lift the phone, tell the man where you are. Don't be hiding from people. I think that um, it isn't very often I've ever had to do that. But a few years ago, we did have a very dry spell. I knew we were absolutely fine. But I phoned my suppliers and said, listen, just stay with us. And, and the reassurance that you give to your suppliers is really, really good because you say, right, you'll have a check for 25 grand tomorrow morning but I need another two or three months and the rest of it. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's the plan. And people took that and were just delighted to be told the truth rather than you being chased. And if you can't pay people, God forbid, tell them, tell them, look, I can't do this, you know, because you don't need people chasing you. 
you know, yeah. the pressure that that puts under, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your personal life, monetary problems are something you go to bed with and wake up with. They're horrible situations mm-hmm. to have. So always be, always be honest with people as much as you can, and particularly with your employees. You know, yes. people can accept the truth. They can accept the facts, explain to people where you are, what's happening. Because, you know, I've often felt in movie house that people sometimes kind of thought there were some type of, you know, conglomerate control from California and not realizing that it's me from the shore road. You know, we have to make the decisions. And and the decisions that I, that I am making, you know, I mean, I'll tell you a story quickly. Whenever I first opened Glen Gormley, I was still working in UTV and it was newly fangled. We had this lovely cinema and I'm a full-time job and we're playing at cinemas here. And isn't it great fun? I mean, it's everybody's dream to have their own cinema. I had a five-screen multiplex and it was great fun until um, my first ever a full-time employee knocked the office door one night and he says, Michael, I wonder, would you mind filling this foreman for me? Lovely man called John Murphy and John handed me his mortgage application. Then I realized we weren't playing games. We're yeah. playing with people's lives. The decisions that I make and, and the outcome of those decisions affect how people pay their rent, how they pay their mortgage, and how they keep a home over their kids' heads. That's a lot of pressure to be on. Lots of employees don't get this. I mean, I've been walking around in the trance the past while back just thinking, where on earth are we? You know, now I know where we are and I know we're okay. Um, but it's tight and it's tough. And that's why when it gets tight and it gets tough, that you look for alternative ways to run your business. You look at every aspect of it. And even if we have to bring it back down to basics, God willing, weather permitting, we'll still be here when we get to the far side of this because what's happening to us now will end. But I don't think it's going to end in three months. I don't think it's going to end in six months. And I think in two or three years' time, we're still going to be suffering the consequences of COVID-19. But what we have to do is we have to acknowledge where we are. We have to wake up to the fact that the world is not going back to normal. Remember in the World War One, not that I was alive then, even though I am 60 years old. <laughs> but the saying was the war will be over by Christmas, and it wasn't. Mm. And the war with COVID isn't going to end either. And the number of people who are going to lose their jobs and the amount of time it's going to take for the economy to get going again, it will get going. It will get going. But if you're in business on your own or thinking of setting up, my only rules and, and, and advice is be open, be honest, and then that way you can't trip yourself up. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. What, what do you see the future as? Obviously, not, not just the immediate future, what do you see the long-term future for movie house? In regards to, well, I mean, I, I, I made a decision. I, once again, because I go to all these trade shows, I have people, um, my personal friends who work in the, the cinema seating business, and about five years ago, uh, one of them, John Fennell, uh left Seating Concepts. They were in San Diego and moved to a company called VIP Cinema Services uh, in Mississippi. And he phoned me and says, like, Michael, I'm just telling you what's happening here in the States. You know, we're going in with these um, reclining seats. He says, now, you end up with half the number of seats, sometimes less in the theater. He says, but what we're doing is we're fitting them into first-generation multiplexes that are now doing $3 seats. And he said, they're packing the place out. And I thought, yeah, 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 how could that be? But he was absolutely right. And I took a chance on that in the little Mahara cinema. And um, we did a complete refit on it. It, it, it was about 110,000 emissions 
when it first opened before the Jet Centre had opened. And it was right down to about 47,000 patients whenever we, we reinvested with this experiment with reclining seats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within a year, with half the number of seats, we doubled the admissions. Unbelievable. Doubled the admissions. So what we've been doing recently is, is reinvesting um, in seats, in fact, uh, anybody who, who goes on the, the Glen Gormley will know that all six screens are, are now the VIP experience. Yeah. We've got nine of the larger screens done in York yet. Uh, I fitted out two screens in uh, Coleraine just um, around about three weeks ago. And people love them. And because of COVID, it's actually worked our advantage because the spacing between seats is so big. There's five feet between you and the guy in front and the guy behind and you've got a meter beside beside you, and you walk in, and you cannot help but feel safe. There's so much room. In traditional cinema, not so much. Not so much, and they're having to lose so many seats. So, you know, reinvestment is the way forward. Not being frightened to reinvest. I mean, I every time I get my bank loans down to a half-decent level, I decide to do something different. Um, it used to be seating, and then it went on to sound. And then we're back to seating again. And here we are, you know, um, we're back, we're, we're, we're still at seating again. And, and, you know, the experience that people want, recognizing what our customers need. And that's very important because you have to think of yourself as a customer. And we've got streaming services now galore. And we have to decide, well, how am I going to get my customer out of their armchair? I've got to give them something they don't get in the house. And, you know, the VIP experience is exactly what you're getting. It's a lovely way to watch a movie. And believe me, once you've sat on the leather out seats and you've stretched your feet out and you've enjoyed a really good movie, you're not going to go back to traditional cinema. You're going to be spoiled. I have invested heavily, but we didn't put our prices up. It's all about the turnover. Remember the Jewish Presbyterian? It's all about turnover. <laughs> Turn the people over. Play the long Turn game. Turn the people over. If people, if people enjoy spending their money and they've had a great experience and they feel they get value for their money, they're going to come back and spend it again. I don't yeah. want a one-off customer. One-off customer is no use to me. Yeah. No. Well, look, at the end of the day, we appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to um, come on here. And, and I know you're quite busy, so I really do appreciate that. And um, again, for anyone who's watching, Movie House Cinemas is open. They have been open since July. We'll put, I'll put some details and put the link on here and um, everyone can jump through. And it's such an easy system. I actually was at the cinema since lockdown um, a number of weeks ago to see Tenet. And um, and I would, I would, Sean will tell you, I'll be one of the ones who would be quite anxious about everything going on. And uh, went from a few friends who work in the cinema, and you know, from an experience perspective, VIP is unlike anything that you're going to get, even across the water. Um, and I felt very secure in the fact that the seats beside you are booked out automatically, and that that's all nice and, and flush. And if you if you have a cinema choice, movie house cinemas, you're going to know what you get. Um, and as Michael says, the prices haven't went up. It's cheaper than everywhere and it's a better experience. But Michael, look, on a personal level, we, we've said this a few times to you and the support you give us even having been employees and now working alongside and mm-hmm. in, in sense of a management company, of a management company, of, of Odyssey and overseeing that operation, we appreciate yeah. it. We, we really do appreciate mm-hmm. it. And some of the points you made there, uh, we're working in the organizations and, and we're trying to teach the, the fundamentals that we learned while we were working for you as well as some things we learned along the way as well. And yeah. you know, that, that leadership is so, so important, especially well, these I'll days. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. 
and this is not me being humble, this is me being truthful. If you had to be smart to be in business, I wouldn't be in business. Business is common sense. <laughs> it's yeah. common sense. What do you like? If you enjoy it, would your customers enjoy it? You know, I mean, find what the customer wants, try and provide that service for them, try and do it at a price that they can afford to pay and that they're happy to pay. And most of all, enjoy what you're doing because if you don't enjoy the business you're in, get out and get into something you do enjoy. Because to spend your life in a job that you would hate or run the business that you've no interest in, it'll go nowhere. It might survive. It might pay the bills. But that would be a horrible way to live. Mm. I get up every single day looking forward to the new challenge. And believe me, recently there's been plenty of challenges. And sometimes I hide under the, on, 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 under, under the hedges, you know, thinking in the name of good patients and feel the pressure and everything else, you know. And sometimes you got to walk away from your business. Sometimes you got to give yourself a bit of time. Mm. Better time to think, you know, take advice for what you need, you know, but always remember, if you're running a business, the decision you make would be either make the business or break the business. So take your time and don't be pressurized by anybody. And remember that the decision you make on that particular day, no matter what the consequences turn out to be, was the right decision at that particular time. Yeah, that's amazing, Michael. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you as well. Thank you for for the matter. I think it was 18 years, um, 2002, I think I joined Movie House Cinemas and it's been an absolute wow. privilege and a pleasure um, to be in the company for that long. And I've, I, I feel I've, I've learned so much and grown so much um, within the organisation. So thank you for that. And thank you Brilliant. for coming today. It's a pleasure to get, and, get chatting to you. An absolute pleasure, anytime at all. all right, thanks very much. So on finishing, remember, engage, enable and empower.